With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, before we get things started, just want to say a couple things in regards to Jacob Blake being shot in the video that's been circulating in. And I know this is a hockey show, but let's be real. Let's be honest. Sports don't fucking matter, right? This is post me watching some of the NBA players react to, again, the the video, the crime, the injustice, the the racism. And, uh, yeah, again, sports don't matter. Fred Van Vliet questioning the plans. I think we had George Hill speak on it as well. And again, people are are saying what they got to say. Again, sports don't matter. How does this relate to an NHL program? Look, I've been busy today. Haven't seen a lot of everything when it comes to what the NHL has said about this. But again, let's be real. Let's be honest. If nothing was said or if nothing has been, I don't know, just, again, just said. What about the the play-in? What about Matt Dumba? I I don't think there is room to be silent in the hockey world, especially during this time. Fortunate. We are fucking fortunate to to be entertained this year. Real shit is happening and, uh, yeah, I, again, I don't know. Maybe they did say something. I hope they did. I, I hope there is some conversation amongst the hockey community with what's going on. And, and I'll, I'll add to this as well with saying that I'm just Kyle Bowen. I've been, I've been learning more and more. And um, yeah, 2020, man, 2020. Get well soon. Jacob Blake, fuck racism. That's some bullshit straight up. Straight up, we fortunate to be watching sports. And uh, yeah, all right. Enjoy this episode of uh, Sipping on a 40. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yo, yo, Vancouver, Langley, Burnaby, Surrey, North Burnaby. Shout out okay, North Burnaby. Shout out North Burnaby. And we're going to stop there, okay? Shout out to North Burnaby. Your city, your team just picked up a dub. Uh, 11 more wins. 11 more wins. Stanley Cup champions. Set, hey, just, like we say on this podcast, just win, baby. Just J- win, baby. I don't, just ca- win. I don't care if you're outshot. I don't care if you're outcoursied. Oh, just win, baby. And they and that's what happened tonight. Like they got outshot. Shot. The shot attempts were very clearly in Vegas's favor, but the Vancouver Canucks found a way to pull off the win. And what's found impressed me, way. what's impressed me the most with the Whoa. Vancouver Canucks throughout the playoffs and play-ins, is just simply how they've adjusted from bad losses. Think about 
all the way back to that at three nothing loss against minnesota game one of the plans canucks did not look very good and it could have been over very quick travis green makes the adjustments they win the next three games they move on think about when the series was tied 2-2 when st louis won that fourth game ryan o'reilly was dominating the canucks didn't have an answer to him travis green makes the adjustments does the hiding the lineup thing before game five which solidified for me that travis green is definitely an above average nhl coach like that was some master class shit the way he was able to hide his lineup change his lineup throughout the game Damn. they win game five they win game six and again vegas won the first game five nothing it looks like the vancouver canucks are not gonna have a chance in this series doom and gloom and they come out and they play their game and what is their game let's be real their game is markstrom stands on his head makes all the saves you capitalize <laughs> on some elias Pettersson, quinn hughes jt miller brilliance at five on five and you get your special teams to pull off some solid contributions well they got a goal on the power play they had a solid penalty kill and i know a lot of block shots a lot of block shots i know patch ready got a power play goal late but for the most part throughout that the main count exactly for the main chunk of the game the cucks had an excellent job penalty killing well so that, got that's the Trump. recipe yo excellent job penalty killing and, and what do they always say right your best penalty killer is your goaltender yo, yeah jacob markstrom once again the, the team gets a dub and you you can talk about elias's performance today which was marvelous the, the, the elite plays that led to goals that he made were fucking marvelous. They're 10 out of 10. And he's doing that on the regular in his second season. That again, play, that's a play for the 4-1 goal? Beautiful. 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 No, the 3-1 goal. The three Sorry. Goal. Yeah, the 3-1 yes, yes, goal. The 3-1 goal is great. The game winner. And well-deserved. But with that being said, without Markstrom, this team is so bad. So bad. Because they need elite goaltending. And I think... I, I do think, and this is obvious, it's easier to find elite skill up front, even in the back end. But to get elite goaltending, I, I don't know how many goaltenders are playing as well as Jacob Markstrom. Maybe four, maybe five. You know what I'm saying? And bro, my guy's Italian. I don't know much about soccer. So so he may not be an elite goaltender, but the guy's been around for a long time. Didn't you see the same thing with uh, Buff Buffon? Oh, six. Buffon. Buffon, sorry. Oh, 26 World Cup, 2006. He was a goat. Like uh, he should have won the Ballon d'Or that that year. If he saves the penalty in the final, he wins it. Sorry, not to go off on a soccer rant. It's okay. But it's okay. look, the Vancouver it's our show. Do whatever the fuck you want. Well, dog. People are expecting hockey talk right now, not soccer. Well, talk. you're not gonna get it when Israel comes on because we we did that episode for the the, the content creators. Yeah, for Legit. people like us. Yeah, 100%. Not, not for the hockey fans. Sorry, guys. He's on um, a bit later. Keep going. Yeah. So. I think we were talking about this during the game as well, if I remember correctly. The Van I think we said, I said, the Vancouver Canucks have probably the best goalie situation out of anyone left in the Western Conference. Robin Lehner let in four goals on 16 shots right as that fourth goal went in, right? Colorado. Philip Grubauer is done for a long time. They've said he's out long term. Wow. They have sucks. Pavel Fransuz, or however you, whoever you pronounce it. He's a net pretty much probably for the rest of the playoffs dallas ben bishop he's injured who knows when he's gonna come I haven't really heard much but they got kudobin playing and he's played well but it's anton kudobin Man. so markstrom has Man. markstrom is probably the best goalie left in the western conference and the canucks they know who's starting every game it's it's markstrom right leonard 
Flurry. Thank you, Alan Walsh, for stirring up this goalie controversy. Because now, in going into game three, are they going to play Flurry? I don't think they will, but it's a real possibility. Kudobin, again, I can't see him being a long term, really good goalie for the rest of the playoffs. He's going to have a game in this Colorado series that costs Dallas the win, I think. And Fransuz, again, he's not Grubauer. So the Canucks have the best goalie situation left in the Western Conference. No, 100%. They have the best goaltender in the Western Conference. That's that's easy. That's easy because Jacob Markstrom's that good. And they're going to need to rely on that on for one. the rest he of the playoffs. Is absolutely on one. Dude, this organization is going to have to rely on that going into next season, too. That's why they got to resign. I'm, 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 100%. And, and everyone, 100% anyone listen or they this, will be a bad team. And anyone listening to this, please check out my episode of Power of the Towel. I had I had Rick Dollywall. Plug, Scoops. Plug. And we discussed what the Jacob Marks from contract is looking at. And he six, six and a half. Like that's six and a half, maybe. Like that's that's the number. And at this point, I think the Vancouver Canucks are gonna start trading draft picks, trading, shipping guys out to clear cap space to get Markstrom re-signed. I think that's how important he is to this team. These playoffs have proven it. They're gonna do anything he can, anything Jim Benning can to get Jacob Markstrom re-signed. Oh, I think I, it's clear at this point. It's clear. You know, when I heard that conversation, you could hear it in Rick's voice. And, you know, he may think that everyone's on the same level, but we know this guy has his sources. And, He's very humble. Like, and, and, and it's, Rick's a very humble go, guy. Go listen to that conversation and go listen to this conversation again with Israel Fair from, from the Athletics, the Athletic, and so much more. I had, and had Sports the, at 650. And Sports at 650 and so much more. That's what I meant. This guy's doing a lot of things. And again, this this is sipping on a forty. Okay, it's a, it's a little bit of a, a different type of hockey post game show. We, we get into a lot of other things. Okay, right now I'm in, intrigued by by the process and uh, you know nuxmisconduct.com. We gotta do it for the brand, right? Yeah. We gotta learn some things. We gotta yeah, poach we some uh, knowledge. You know what? I'll say this about this market, and uh, let's talk about something really cool. And, and we, I think we brought it up with uh, J Pat when when he DM'd you about you know making your episode shorter and just giving yeah. advice in general. I think Trevor and I talked about that. And just with Israel right now, and just even with Rick Dollywell in that conversation with you, this is a fucking competitive ass market, but everyone just gives each other advice. Yeah, people love that, and I appreciate it. No. I think I don't know if he'd see that in other Everywhere. markets. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know in, in, in other industries. It, it's it's really, really interesting, and in, in the, the advice, especially that last answer, oh, buddy, that's a hack. Again, we're talking to Israel Fair, the editor of the Athletics on sipping on a forty. I, I'm gonna say it again. That's that's a really important job, man. A lot of people wait for that. It's a real it's a real staple for the city. Uh, do, do you feel the pressure? Yeah, I do actually. I, I do. I, I try to get them out as fast as possible. Make sure that they look okay. Uh, if you go back through the legacy of of that article of that column uh, back to to Jason Botchford. You know, sometimes some some typos and some things will slip through. That's kind of part of the charm. Uh, the the city the city still the city still loves them, and so try to clean it up as much as possible. Uh, but you know, Wyatt does a great job, so it's uh, it's it's all in good fun. Shout out, shout out to Wyatt, shout out to the athletics, and again, yeah, it's a, it's a very important thing, and I, I do think I agree with that. There's that you do need that that piece immediately, and it's going to come with some some errors. But it's okay. Yeah, I just, I just wait. Face. I just wait for that push notification on my phone that the article's out, and that's the cap to usually and hopefully a few more Canucks wins in this playoff run. 
hundred percent, a hundred percent. And we're going to get to the game. Don't worry. Okay. But this is sipping on a 40. It's a, it's a different type of post game show. And we have Israel on and you always write unique pieces when you, when you do write for the athletic, where, where does that stem from? Like, why, why don't you go for just the simple thing? What has you always reaching for something interesting? Uh, that's an interesting question. I think at least in my current position, it's just, it's not my job to write about, you know, the analytics on the team that that's Harmon's job. It's not my job to write about some of the day-to-day stuff. I, I, I guess that's, that's Drance's job and, and why it's for the most part, has got the post game stuff locked. So I got to try to find the lane that I can do something different. Uh, didn't do a ton this year and, uh, was able to get at least one, one story in, uh, couple months ago i think but that's yeah that's kind of the game plan i'm i got i got my regular duties i got my regular job i like to write so once in a while if i can if i can make something work uh and and it works with what the other guys are doing i've always got to defer to to what they're working on and um i'm yeah I'm, i'm happy to step in and hopefully write something that is a little bit different have you considered writing any more troy stetcher articles because i consider you the troy stetcher whisperer in the Vancouver market. And he's having a good playoffs. He's had a, a decent playoffs, couple of rough games, but has been able to bounce back, has come through with a couple of big goals. He was definitely quoted in my last story, but I, I think that I, I might be tapped out on the uh, on the Stetcher stories for the time being, unless something big happens. Who knows? He's, he's coming up on, uh, on potential free agency, and uh, these could be the final games that we see him in Vancouver. And so maybe there's a spinoff story there, but... Uh, it's definitely cool to watch him play right now. You can tell that uh, he, he's he's really fired up to be playing in the playoffs, playing for this team, and hey, they, they've had a they've had a real nice run here. And uh, to to get this game against Vegas uh, is is huge, right? No no one thought they would be here, and this group uh, has really come together. And I think Setcher is one of those guys that, well, he, he's not a perfect player, he's not a star player, uh, he's come through in a couple big spots for them. Breaking news: Israel is tapped out of Troy Stetcher. He's no longer a Troy Stetcher guy. That's that's disappointing. That's disappointing to hear. Why do we even have this guy on the show? Why, why do we even have you on? I don't Come, on tell. Come on, we wanted one more piece. You're talking. You're listening to Sipping on a Forty. Kyle Bowen, Nick Bondi, Israel Fair. I got another question, not related to the Canucks. Tell me, tell me what you're reading right now. What books are you reading? Oh, right good now? question. Oh, that, that is a good question. Uh, I am reading a few books. I've got a few books on the go on my iPad. I've got the oral history of the TV show, The Wire, that I'm working through. I've got a book by Buzz Bissinger, who wrote Friday Night Lights. It's a, it's a baseball book uh, where he spent a season with uh, Tony La Russa, who was the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals for most of the 2000s. And there's, a, there's that book that, I, that I've got on the go. Uh, and I've got a, a Michael Lewis book, who is known for Moneyball and, and The Big Short and, and so on and so forth, that I'm uh, just starting called Boomerang. So... Uh, some variety there, fellas, for for the for the reading audience out there. Oh, there's a big there's a big reading reading audience here on Sipping. We on love 40. books. You're we talking to the host of What the Fuck You Reading on the Posted Up Network. Yeah. There's a lot of readers <laughs> that listen to the show, and you just mentioned a whole bunch of books. Are you doing the same thing where you're just leaving books everywhere, or uh, you, oh, you oh, have yeah. them? With, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the tip. The tip. The people always ask, how do you read so many books on the fly? You got to keep them at different spots. Then you have exactly. a, a place. Really? I just have like my one bookshelf. And nah, so you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Okay, listen to Israel and Kyle, right? Okay, I, I got to okay. take some reading okay. tips. You're listening to Sipping on a 40, the postgame show. Canucks, they, they got the dub. They got the dub. We said it earlier, 11 more wins. And your, your city has a Stanley Cup. Uh, can this team actually beat Vegas? We saw what happened in the second period. We saw what happened in game one. Yep. It, it's it's going to be a lot of Markstrom and a lot of Pedersen just being unbelievable, right? 
Yeah, that's the formula. I, I don't think that they that they they they'll beat Vegas, but we've seen Vegas throughout the season. It's part part of the reason they made the coaching changes. Sometimes they they fall asleep a little bit. They should be really putting their their foot on other teams' throats and just putting that game away. Markstrom was huge in in that second period. It was a lot like uh, a lot like we saw in Game Five against St. Louis, where he really kept them in the game, and the Canucks responded. And that that is impressive, and so. There's going to be a lot of talk, regardless of how this series ends, regardless of how this playoff run ends, about what this means for the Canucks' future, which players they should keep, all that good stuff. But if you are looking for positives, and this is something that I do believe in, like they've had a couple, two, three games in these playoffs where they've they've been able to either pay back Markstrom for having been huge in a short portion of the game or a period of the game and, and making two or three huge saves or in the Minnesota series where Markstrom had probably his, his one rough game of the playoffs, being able to, to score some goals and, and bring that offense. The Canucks uh, are legit. They're a legit offensive team at this point. Vegas, they've got, they've got those waves though. Like they, they come in waves, right? And uh, it was that, that second period was, was a lot more like that first game that we saw. Is there any chance Marc-Andre Fleury recovers from his mortal sword wound and starts <laughs> uh, game three? Because Leonard did not have a good game. He let in, uh, by the time the Canucks scored that fourth goal, it was four goals on 16 shots. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. Uh, I know he got a he got a game earlier in the playoffs. He hasn't had the, Fleury hasn't had the best season. But look, if, if Vegas feels like they, they're in a pretty good position in the series and he has recovered from, uh, you know, uh, a medieval sword to the back, then, then may, yeah, maybe it's a possibility. And I, they, we do have probably at this point, uh, there's the possibility of a back-to-back if the series goes six games. So that's another thing that I guess they have to keep in mind. Yeah. That's a, that's a great storyline to follow and just having Leonard and Mark from both be free agents at the end of the season. There's a lot going on here in the, in the world of goalies in this one series. How much is Markstrom getting paid? You know, if you ask me what last week, Two weeks ago, I'm loving that number 5.5 to 6. But the more and more I watch this guy play and the more and more I, you know, the, the Canucks actually need him. And they're going to need him next year, too. Cap yeah. hell, right? Cap hell. They're back up that Brinks truck. Yes. For how, Markstrom. How much are they paying Markstrom if they're keeping him? Look, uh, I think that, that 6 is probably the starting point at this point. And he's, he's got this audition now for the whole league. I know the flat cap's going to maybe change some things. But, I mean... Look, the Leafs made a big trade today, and now there's talk that uh, Freddie Anderson is a guy that could be traded. He makes $5 million a year. Is Jacob Markstrom... Freddie Anderson has been a pretty good goalie in the league for a while, but has Jacob Markstrom been better than Freddie Anderson the last couple of years? Yeah, probably. So if he, if that's what Anderson's making five, and there's maybe a team out there that's interested in him, well, are they going to be willing to pay a little bit more for Markstrom? Yeah, possibly. And I mean, the Canucks are in that situation where... Uh, he's been a huge part of this playoff run, and I, I do think that the front office would love to keep him. So if that number is maybe closer to six and a half, maybe that's a little high, but it, that, that, might be, that might be that ceiling there. I mean, I, anything over that, I mean, anything close to seven, does, that seems a bit crazy, right? It, do, it does, and he, he may have to get it because I don't, I don't see where this team really goes next year without him because, again, they're, they're in cap hell, and you want to – you, you want to capitalize on, on what you have with Pedersen and Hughes, not only just in their ELCs, but just them as players. Every single year, you're gonna, with those guys on your team, you, you probably have the best defenseman playing a game and the best forward playing a game. Why not have the best goalie too? It's, it's, 
it would obviously like put you in, in some even more cap hell, especially long term. But there's some super talented players. And think about if the Canucks had Demko in these playoffs instead of Markstrom. I don't know if they get past Minnesota. I don't know if Ooh. they even stand a chance against St. Louis. Like they rely so much on Markstrom and their style so far throughout these playoffs. And we've seen it <laughs> in the against the series against Vegas is. Okay, let's mark Markstrom make some saves. Hopefully <laughs> all we get saves. all the saves. Hopefully we can capitalize on a couple power plays and get some even strength brilliance from Elias Patterson and that'll carry yep. us to victory. That's the strategy. Let's not kid ourselves. That's the recipe for success for this Canucks team, and it may be the same recipe needed next year, to be honest. To be honest. Markstrom, you'll sign Markstrom. Yo, Israel. One more question before we let you go. This guy's gotta do some editing soon, okay? Give us some writing tips, okay? On Nux misconduct, we're trying to get better as a business. We're trying to get, we're trying to climb the ranks, okay? Yeah, I'm get, borderline, get I'm borderline illiterate. illiterate. So See, been, I can't even say it. <laughs> we, we've been asking everyone. We even asked Harmon, too. Help us. Give us some writing tips. All right, what do you, what do you, where do you want to start? What, what do you want to write? Okay, what do you I just want to be better. better we, we just want to be better writers. You know what? Let's just start with this. Help us with the editing process because I, I believe that you write to edit. Like the edit oh, is, is very important. That's, that's a good lie. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. big time. Big time, big oh, time. So I'm tell learning us about things your, here on the pod. Hey, there you go. Sipping on a 40, okay? <laughs> tell us uh, tell us something about your editing process. My editing process. Okay. I probably read a, even a story like the armies two or three times. And some. this is the trick, boys. This is a trick. Sometimes it's better to read from the bottom back up oh. you, catch, you catch different stuff man and you process you process the the words differently if you start at the bottom and you go back up so the first time you read it regular you start okay everything makes sense when you read it on the way up you, you don't have the same tricks that your brain is going to play on you on the regular way man so that's that's a little tip for you guys Jeez, they're trying to make me become dyslexic? Is that what you're no, trying to do? This is the best episode ever. My, my mind is blown. I read from the bottom. Reading from the bottom. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yo, I love that, man. Yo, with that <laughs> advice, we're going to be making more sense. We should, we, more money yeah, from NoxMisCondor.com. Hey, we, we should start recording this podcast backwards. Ooh. And we should start recording from the back. Oh, wow. You know what, Israel? We, we don't have enough level. money. We don't have enough That's money to level. pay you for this service. <laughs> I think you just changed the franchise, okay? Hey, best of luck with your edit tonight. Thanks for everything you do, and, and best of luck with On Air. I know you guys just started, and the market okay. is getting competitive, and yo, okay. best of luck. Well, looking forward to being on the show soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know when we get you to you guys on the list, all right? Okay. okay. I'm looking one forward love, to it. One love. Have a good night. That's Israel from The Athletic and so much more. You're listening to Sippin' on a 40. Okay, okay. You're back on Sippin' on a 40. Kyle Bowen talking to you, Nick Bondi also here and that was israel fair doing a lot of things but thanks for the advice once again very nice of you shout out to the city of vancouver uh, nick you want to you want to say anything about israel before we move on yeah we started recording this podcast backwards Ooh. because of because of the advice he gave i think i think that's some great advice that's how i'm gonna start my podcast i'm gonna start the outro first why not then do the in interview and then do the intro why not yeah exactly powerful dude giving that advice why not why not again responsible for 5100 words Oh, 5,100 words for an athletes. That's at, at 1130 at night. Just that's coming. tough. Come on. That's tough. Come on. Come on. Shout out to you and shout out to the city of Vancouver and the organization and everyone that follows this team. Once again, 11 more wins and you're Stanley Cup champions. Yo, 2020 has been so, so many things, so many things. And, and to say that that's 
that opportunity is there because I know we're watching these games and Vegas is, you know, been the better team by far and away for four of these six periods. The series is tied. I don't even know if the Canucks are going to win the series, to be honest. It's not pessimism. It's just the way I'm feeling right now. But it is 2020 once again. And anything, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And, and, and like we say, just win, baby. Just win. Just win. And, and I'm, I'm looking at guys like Patterson and Hughes and, and, and a lot of the people in, in that dressing room. Now they've played two straight games against Vegas, right? They, they're not stupid. They know that they've been somewhat outplayed for the majority of the six periods. Maybe there's a chance for this team, the coaching staff, to adapt to what Vegas is doing and and, and give a better effort. And who knows what a better effort through a, through a 60 period, 60 minute game, I'm sorry, would lead to. Maybe we can compete with this team. Look at that. That's what one win can do one win can do maybe we can we can do better the, the team has to do better or else it's not much of a series i could see it ha i could see this ending in five games six games to be honest well the thing they got to work on is their breakouts out of the defensive zone oh, vegas's team speed in their four check is just causing chaos for the vancouver you look at a guy like alex edler he has not had a good series he's taking a lot of penalties and it's because let's face it alex edler is getting older he's in his mid-30s now he's not the fleetest of foot oh man Penalty anymore Lord. And the Vegas forecheck is causing him fits because of it. He can't, he can't, he can't react to the game fast enough. Vegas is coming to waste, and he has to take penalties to try and neutralize it. And you've seen it sort of with guys like Tanev and Stetcher as well. The Canucks just, and those guys, I wouldn't say are slow, but they're not burners. But that's the thing with Vegas as they come at you in waves and their forecheck is relentless. I've we never saw, seen a team play like that. We've never seen, seen it, a team We saw play in the like second this. period, like they, the Canucks, just had so much trouble getting out of their zone. And Vegas is so good at keeping the puck in the zone as well. How many, that second goal that Vegas scored. There's something scored. in Vegas, right? There's something in Vegas that, that's making the players do this. I'm not going to say what. I don't know what it is. Special I don't, special powder? I'm just, no, just saying. No, it could be anything. It could be anything. But something about playing in Vegas has this team going going bananas for they pretty much the they entire games. They put something game, in water there. They put something in water And we've there. seen this from this team. Again, this this rabid pace that they play with for three years. This organization has just bought into playing the game that way, the Vegas way. They're playing a different brand of hockey, bro. I've never seen it done like this. And they got skilled too. They got skilled too. One of my favorite teams to watch, not going to lie. That third the line with Alex Tuck is just, is just causing the Canucks havoc. What like, type of post-game show is this, set, set Two straight games. All Vegas has done for goals is flip it out, do like a high, like almost like Hail Mary lob pass. Oh, man. Alex and Alex Tuck skates onto it. Man, oh, man. I, that, that play is something that they 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 do on the regular. Uh, why, why are we, hype, why are we hyping the I Vegas so I much? I don't even know what type of post-game show this is, man. Again, 11 more wins till your team, till your city gets a cup. It's 2020. Anything can happen. Tyler Toffoli comes back. We don't even talk about him. We barely spend time. Well, we do talk about Elias. Tyler Toffoli, was, Tyler Toffoli was awesome. There, that's Awesome, a, awesome. That's all awesome. you got to say. Elias Patterson, the, the plays that he made, again, elite, elite. We could have spent 20 minutes talking about him, but here we are watching two games. Well, here I am, and just still breathing a little bit of pessimism, and I can't help it. These games are feeling too real. Too real. I think this, Too real. I Vegas think, is really good. I think this series is going six or seven. In terms of who's going to win this series, I still don't know. You know what? Fuck it, Bonnie. We got to say it right now. We got to say it right now. Go Canucks, go. The city's going to win. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. I don't give a fuck if this team gets outshot 46 to 21. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. Hey, it might. this series alone may lead the Canucks to, to not having any choice but to let Markstrom go because the team's going to see what's going to happen in the series <laughs> and give him seven plus over a long time, bro. 
a lot is weighing in on the series. Straight up, straight up. I got to get out of here. I'm tired as hell. Been a long, been a long last four or five days. I need some sleep. I feel it in the effort. You need tonight. to go on the detox. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Hey, but we still came out to play. And, and Israel, fair again from the Athletics, the Athletic Sportsnet, doing a lot in the city. Again, thanks for hopping on. Great conversation. Go check out the go check out all the conversations right on the Nuxmas County Network. We got so many things going on every every single two or three days. We got a new guest on. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Times. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. We learned a lot. The city of Vancouver and its creators. Salute, salute, straight up, straight up, straight up. Bondi again, host of Power of the Towel. If you haven't already heard the conversation with Rick Dollywall, another great one. And we'll end it on that note. That was sipping on a 40 the post game show. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace.